Thousands of years ago, the ancient science of Ayurvedic medicine actually shared profound, precise detail and information regarding epidemics, and thus applicable to pandemics. Good morning, good afternoon, good day, good night, wherever you are. I'm happy to be with you because today I'm not only a practitioner and educator, but also someone who loves studying and I love studying modern science. I also love studying ancient wisdom and ancient wisdom that I love to study is Ayurveda, the science of life, known as the mother of medicines, one of the most deepest systems of medicine and also the science of life, how to live life to the full potential in the way where you can be the most relevant and in a radiant body, mind and consciousness. So this is Ayurvedic medicine. And interestingly, thousands of years ago, they talked about epidemics. Now, where did they talk about epidemics? Well, we are now in the beginning, very beginning, January 2022. And this is when in the COVID-19 pandemic, where when this happened, a good amount of physicians were referring to Ayurveda's view on epidemics because it actually spoke about it thousands of years ago in the text of Charaka Samhita. Before we get into what Ayurveda said, shared and said about epidemics, which is extremely relevant right now. It's like the more time goes on, the more relevant ancient wisdom is. And the more and more modern science is slowly beginning to prove ancient wisdom. And this ancient wisdom, which is an extremely vast field of knowledge, because it is a field of knowledge that is so connected to the primordial source of all knowledge, and that is the unified field, as quantum physics would call it or universal knowledge as what very cultures will call it. So this whole field of where all knowledge comes from, Ayurveda is very much connected to, and it has within that particular specific details and pathologies and treatment protocols and causative factors around epidemics. Now, before I share with you all those things, particularly the causative factors and what happens during an epidemic, as well as the treatment protocols of what to do in epidemics. And there can be a variety of different types of epidemics, but of course, related to health and disease. I first want to share with you where this was mentioned in Ayurveda. It was specifically mentioned in a text called the Charaka Samhita. So stay with me if you're just interested in the pandemic things. We're going to go a bit more into the Vedic knowledge and just get a background of the source of this traditional science. So there's three main Shastras, which are authoritative classical texts in Ayurveda. And they are called the Maha Triad, right? The great three authoritative teachings. And they are by the names of Charaka Samhita, Shushruta Samhita, and Ashtanga Samgraha of Vagbata or Ashtanga Hridayam of Vagbata. So Charaka, Shushruta, and Vagbata. These are three sages which shared this, each in their individual text. Now, Charaka Samhita was a text which is fantastic for treatments on diseases. All of these three, they all have their own unique specialties, although they cover so, so, so much. The Ayurvedic science is huge. But Charaka is essentially the one who annotated a text called the Agnivesha Tantra. And Agnivesha was a disciple of someone called Bhadraja and then Atreya. Atreya, Atreya. He was the one who received Ayurvedic wisdom from Baharad Raja. So basically, it's really, Charaka is just the one who annotated, but he did such a spectacular job at annotating Agnivesha's work, which was, again, passed from 
more divine tradition. So like celestial beings had the Ayurvedic knowledge. It was Brahma, then Daksha Prachapati, then Indra, and then Indra gave it to a man called Bahagraja. And this is when we're seeing a transition from divine knowledge to humans because the humans needed it. They had disease. And then this, this sage called Atreya got, and then Agnivesha, and then Charaka, Charaka Samhita. So if anyone studies Ayurveda, you will, you will hear of Charaka. It's a very well-known test, probably the most famous one, although not the first one to start studying. The first one to start studying is Vagvata's Ashtanga Hridayam. But basically, Charaka annotated this text and he did such a fantastic job. They call Charaka also Patanjali. They think he's an incarnation of the famous Maharishi Patanjali who made the famous Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, which we've spoken about at the yoga master Eddie Stern. But Charaka Samhita. All right, I'm giving some background to where these teachings of pandemics come from. Charaka was likely complicated anywhere between the 4th century BCE and also the 2nd century CE. We really don't have much, but it was definitely um, uh, before Panini, which is 7th century BC, and also it was after Artarva Veda, which was the which was about 1500 BC. So this is probably around 1000 BC Charaka was was created. So this is how old, around 1000 BC, is when these teachings come from and from one of the three main authoritative texts. So epidemics in Ayurveda is known as Janapod Dvamsaniya. I'm going to break up this word. So literally, you go look at the Ayurvedic Shastras, Charaka Samhita, they have a whole chapter on epidemics. And the name for epidemics is Janapad Dvamsa. Janapad means in Sanskrit, nation or country or mass population. And Dvamsa, is destruction. So we have Janapadod Dvamsaniya. Now, Janapadod, when you put the preverb ud between two words, it means highly. So Janapadod Dvamsaniya is the highly effective means of destruction, Dvamsa, to the mass population, Janapadod, of humans. So what is the wisdom and advice that we can obtain from the mother of medicine? And it's millennia of experience. There is plenty of wisdom because everybody is celebrated for understanding the root cause disease and treating it at a root level. So let's look into this chapter three of, I believe it is Chikitsasthana. And while some of the wording that I'm going to share with you today was mentioned in this Shastra, in this classical text, may seem a bit radical or abstract, it is actually extremely relevant for this current COVID-19 pandemic and we can learn so much of it. So what does Ayurveda say about pandemics? Well, let's look at always what do we start with? Root cause. What does Ayurveda said is the root cause? What are the root responsible factors that are causing pandemics? Number one, sins of the present life or the misdeeds of the past life are at the root, unquote. So sins of the present life, basically people who are not following righteous actions in their present life or in past life, this is what's going to cause pandemics. We are in a time in which Ayurveda calls Kali Yuga, which means the age of ignorance. And this is where people can be performing actions like this, which can trigger this collective imbalance. The second causative factor is intellectual blasphemy. This intellectual downfall of not recognizing that a greater intelligence underpins all life. Number three, very interesting one, very relevant, another causative factor. When the rulers of states, towns, and cities, and countries transgress the righteous path and rule by sinful means, 
government corruption. Accordingly, number four, the subordinates is what the word that the Shastra uses, the general population and merchants, i.e. store owners, small business owners, that are under the jurisdiction of that government add to the quote-unquote sinful situation. So when the rulers, states, towns, cities and countries, when the rulers of this government are corrupt, accordingly the subordinates, the general population, add to that corruption. And that's what happens when you have collective consciousness going to a certain state that influences people. Number five, the collective prevalence of quote-unquote adharma, which means sins or unrighteousness or injustice, makes dharma, righteousness, acts disappear. So this is when the actions that are adharma, which means not dharma, which means not evolutionary, i.e. what is hampering a smooth revolution but rather causing us to go towards a very rough, um, unpleasant, sinful way of living, because that is prevalent, dharma, which is righteousness and flow and living in tune with the most evolutionary thing people can be doing, that dharma disappears. And then the last point, because of this disappearance of dharma, even the gods, which are the celestial upholders of life, desert the people living in these places. Such are the places where epidemics and pandemics affect. So this is what the Shastras are saying that basically people are sinning and their intellect is very poor. And in association with this, rulers of states, governments, which are essentially a representation of the collective consciousness, starts becoming unrighteous and sinful. Accordingly, because the heads of state and cities and countries are doing that, the subordinates and the general population do that. And then Adama prevails and Dharma falls. There's basically a lot of negative dark energy in the atmosphere. And because of this, even the celestial gods, even that real pure light that support us in a beautiful port and divine qualities in, in the universe, that's also dissolving as the dark qualities prevail. So this is what Chalaka thousands of years ago said happens in the time of the epidemic. Sounds about right to me. Very, 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 very relevant. And it goes back to when we're looking at this pandemic, we're looking at it from a cosmic perspective. We're not getting too involved in the relative and superficial of, oh, this person's doing this mandate and this person, this is where the money's going and this is where the medical intervention is becoming compulsory and this is what's happening on the battlefield of in the internet and censoring and all that. Rather than getting caught up in the nitty-gritty of the superficial activities and circumstances. It's wise and gives one a greater perspective when they can look at the cosmic perspective and the, from the field of absolute being and see what's playing in this play of life, see what's being arranged. So the line of treatment, I mean, that's just the most fantastic for me personally. The causes, I love it. Now, the line of treatment of epidemic diseases, number one, Panchakarma is the best. That's what Chalika said. Panchakarma means five actions. Pancha means five. Karma means actions. And it's the five actions that in, in Ayurveda uses to detoxify the body. It's Ayurveda's premier detoxification program. So when there's an epidemic, when diseases are going around like a virus or whatever it is, you want to be doing this Panchakarma. And there's various methods 
Anjkarma is a highly advanced and sophisticated method of bringing toxins to the gastrointestinal tract or the blood or even from the brain and flushing it out of the body. This needs to be done with a very experienced practitioner. That's usually done in India. People who are saying they're doing Panchakarma in the West, we really need to question it. People who are saying they do Panchakarma in three, five, seven days, you definitely need to question it. You, you, it needs to be done in an extensive manner and it needs to be done with safety. Improper Panchakarma is one of the causes of many diseases, and this includes enemas, therapeutic vomiting, bloodletting, nasal therapies, and purgation. So you can read about Panchakarma on my website. I've worked in Panchakarma Clinic for a number of years and spent a lot of time there. It's fantastic. Number two treatment is how to properly administer rejuvenation therapy after Panchakarma. So people can't just do a cleanse and filito. You need to rejuvenate properly. Number three, for the treatment of epidemic diseases in general, or cultivate behaviors that enhance longevity and spread the essential biological fluids in the body. This is called Acharya Rasayanas. So Acharya Rasayanas, adopting certain behaviors that spread the essence of your physiology. We have this thing called Ojas, or called Rasa, Aerobatic anatomy and physiology. And it's this fluid that circulates, which gives you prana, life force, immunity, the ability to reproduce, fertility. This is full life force and radiant health. This is the fundamental fluid that circulates of all your body tissues. This is aerobatic anatomy and physiology. So you can enhance that fluid, that rasa we call it, by taking herbs and eating certain foods. But one of the most powerful ways to be able to have that fluid circulate because it gives you so much physical, mental, and spiritual energy is behavioral resigners, behavioral activities that promote that. So this is things like speaking the truth, being compassionate, giving charity, surrendering preferences, and invoking greater intelligence like praying intentions, certain practices, rituals. So this we call in Ayurveda Acharya Rasayana. Acharya means behavioral and Rasayana means that which spreads this essence of the body, which we call Rasa. Number four on the treatment of epidemics is very important and that's adoption of preventative measures. Prevent, prevent, prevent. It's so important, especially when we have pandemics. You need to prevent. One of the favorite ways to prevent this respiratory virus or coronavirus is a practice called Nasya Pratimarisha. Nasya. We use an oil called nasika or special nasika and sniff it up the nose and it provides a protective coating to not let pathogens because of this virus is absolutely airborne come in through the nose unless you're walking around with your mouth open all day. You're a chronic mouth breather, you're a shocking mouth breather, so not great for health. Check out our podcast with The Breathing Diabetic with Nick Heath, The Breathing Diabetic on mouth breathing and nasal breathing. We've also got one on holistic dentistry with Dr. Bron Ehrlich. But unless you're breathing through your mouth, all day with your mouth open, you, you're mostly getting viruses through your nose and enhancing the, the nasal protective mechanisms with by dropping medicated oil in your nose is an incredible preventative measure. And if the virus does come, it also helps cleanse it out. It is the most important thing personally right now on January 2022, this Omicron variant spreading like wild, which is fine. It's good. It's giving there's some benefits to that. It's giving the immunity um, for people with uh, not such severe effects, but it's it's just such a dynamic virus. We cannot even say good or bad or doing this because it is constructed by under certain technologies that it is unpredictable at certain times. When Omicron started, it was very weak. 
and now it's coming with some people having more mild symptoms. Overall, it seems pretty okay being a variant that's usually what happens in viruses. However, of course, it differs from each individual to individual. Number four, adoption of preventive measures. Nastya, self-oil massage is giving to give you a shield, having good diet, good digestion, so many aspects. Number five, enhancing the state of calm and tra tranquility. Well, that's pretty important. We know that fear will absolutely exacerbate the virus. If you're thinking of the virus, if you're fearing the virus, that is the biggest immunosuppressant. Number six, protection of the self by mantra and other measures. Right, mantra, primordial sounds. When you make the sound, whether it's out loud or even more powerful in your mind, it creates a vibration that resonates with the physiology and can definitely ward off what we saw in the causes, this kind of evil or dark energy which is associated with this virus this pathology is is definitely associated with with a dark energy number seven implementing so, so i'll just go back to number six protection of the self by mantra so using certain mantras whether you're meditating or you have a practice where you can use mantras that's very important there's a there's a practice in the vedic system called japa which is chanting a specific mantra usually done on a bead, you may have seen people with a necklace of beads, which is called the mala, and you can feel each mala, each bead 108 times, and you are basically chanting the mantra every time you chant 108, it was one round, 108 chants, one round of a mala. Then that also has a profound, really can have a great help on preventing as well as treating viruses or or other diseases associated with epidemics and pandemics. Number seven, implementing things that are good for the self, i.e. quality of life. So good diet, good lifestyle, good herbal regime, etc., etc. what we talk about here, but basically that's another preventive as well as a treatment, looking after yourself. Eight, taking residence in auspicious localities. Interesting treatment protocol, taking residence in auspicious localities. So if you're getting sick with COVID, where are you? Are you locked up in a hotel? Are you locked up in a quarantine camp? Also, some may call concentration camp, whatever it is. Or are you in an auspicious location where you're out in the healing nature or you're with some certain people who are giving you certain vibes like that, certain, certain support? Number nine for treatment is called Brahmacharya, which means mastering your sexual energy. So really reserving your sexual energy here, particularly ejaculation and orgasms, because that is very much connected to your immunity and your reserves, your reserves of your immunity and biological factor. So you really want to be keeping that. That's number nine. Number 10, studying and discussing scriptures that study the laws of nature. So studying the Vedas, discussing the Vedas, this is going to enhance natural law and the the divine and healing aspects of natural law, which we call the bed to proliferate. And the last treatment protocol in general, epidemics, according to Ayurveda, mentioned thousands of years ago, is serving and associating with learned persons, quote unquote, so people who have knowledge, also with pure sattvic people and those who have mastered their own sexual energy, brahmacharinis. So those are the 11 treatment factors for pan epidemics pandemics and it says these can easily save the lives of individuals provided the death of a particular individual during the period of epidemics is not predestined 
So if your death is not predestined, or death, of course, is predestined, but if you're not predestined to die during this specific pandemic or drop your body during this specific pandemic, these measures which are shared with you can absolutely save and prevent death and severe illness. And I'll go through the 11 again. I'll just list them. And in order of importance, number one, panchakarma. Ayurvedic detox and rejuvenation programs. Consult us. You can reach out on vitalbeta.com.au and book a consultation with me and we can work to detoxify your system from the inevitable toxins that are proliferating in this atmosphere and the viruses and to have you regularly detoxifying yourself on a daily basis. You shouldn't have to come for a detox every month or season and get rid of things. You need to be doing this daily and having the strength. You know, I think I personally got this virus twice and it lasted six hours. Not six hours, a few hours actually. Uh, maybe one time six hours, the other time maybe three hours. And I think I got it because the symptoms was unusual and related with what I'm seeing with my patients. And I just did the protocol and my body was powerful um, because of the, the things that I'm preventing and, and I got rid of it and, and I was better later some certain things I do but this is this is just one example of and I'm seeing it with my patients as well you know the, the huge amount of COVID patients I have right now with this Omicron over the new year Christmas period of 2021-2022 and it's clear who is being affected more from this COVID virus and who is not people are getting it you know a lot of people are going to be getting it whether you're healthy or not but whether you're healthy or not is going to impact how you metabolize the virus in most cases Okay, back to listing treatments. One, panchakarma, aerobic detox and rejuvenation. Two, properly rejuvenating after panchakarma. Behavioral longevity practices, behaviors to enhance your longevity. Preventative measures, number four. Enhancing a state of calm and tranquility. Protection of the self with mantra and other measures. Having a good quality of life. Doing good seasonal routine, dietary routine. Taking residence in auspicious locations, living in beautiful places. Mastery over sexual energy, Brahmacharya. Studying and discussing scriptures that study the laws of nature, aka the Veda. And serving and associating with people of pure knowledge and who are sattva, who are sattvic, who are pure, who have pure light that radiates with unconditional love. And those who have mastered their own and brahmacharinis. These are the factors to treat epidemics in general. And you can read all about this in the Charaka Samhita, Vimanasthana, which is one of the sections of the Charaka Samhita, the great authoritative text, uh, Epidemics, Chapter 3. So, yes, this is so relevant to say. I mean, when you look at the, the causative factors, it's great. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you appreciate this, please leave a review. Check out the other episodes on the Vital Vedic Podcast. We've got some pretty awesome stuff when we share knowledge on various topics with many experts in the fields of health, consciousness, and spirituality. We've got a killer lineup for 2022, some amazing guests. Until next time, you can follow us on Instagram. You can sign up to our newsletter. That's where we give the most knowledge and give special offers and share various things so you can see vitalveda.com.au and we have the Vital Veda community Facebook group which is a beautiful community group where people share and ask questions about certain things and about themselves and share about 
resources. Oh, I have this plant. I can show you. I have this SCOBY. This must learn to sourdough for men. I've got this in Newcastle in Australia. I've got this in New Brighton or this in Brighton in England. Who wants it? So sharing, making wellness viral, making wellness contagious. Contagious can we make wellness. Let's just, just make everyone want to love health and not as a chore to be healthy, but you enjoy it. You just want to share it and spread it. You know, people are worthily inquiring about how can I learn more and get to do that and share with you. Here, have this. Try this out. This is what we do in the Biovedic community. Facebook groups, what we intend to do, and various other aspects. You can check us out on Instagram, etc. So until next time, my friend, much love. Yeah.